Welcome to Famous One-Liners of History, the podcast where we discuss and analyze some of our favorite quotes. This episode is brought to you by the 21st Century Media Studies class at North Carolina School of Science and Math. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Best One-Liners of History. My name is Chris, and I will be your host for today's episode. Today's episode is a lot different from the others. While other hosts have focused on a quote, the deliverer, and the story behind the quote, today I will discuss a quote in The Woman Who Never Said It. Today's quote has been falsely attributed to countless women in history, but the effects have been most seen on this one woman. The quote is, well-behaved women seldom make history. Oddly true, this quote highlights the lack of female representation in history, and unless a woman was to do something that would be considered misbehavior, they weren't really um, focused on. Additionally, the real deliverer of this quote is a woman who wrote a book about this very topic. Rumors arose that the author, Laurel Thatcher Ulrich, stole the quote from the woman we will talk about today, but research has proven that America's blonde bombshell of the 1940s and 50s never said it. The woman who never said well-behaved women seldom make history is, and you guessed it, Marilyn Monroe. America knows Marilyn Monroe as the beautiful sex figure of the 1950s who allegedly had an affair with President John F. Kennedy and his brother Robert Kennedy at the same time. But do you really know the real Marilyn Monroe? The intelligent, docile, and ambitious person that became America's first woman to own her own motion picture company is hidden under this sex symbol and this quote, making the real Marilyn Monroe a myth. But today you will meet the real Marilyn Monroe, and although it was too late to meet her in person, by the end of this you may wish you had. Our story begins in Los Angeles, California, on June 1st, 1926, with the birth of Norma Jean Mortensen. Born without a father, Norma Jean would always wonder who came together with her mother to conceive her. The deteriorating condition of Norma Jean's mother's psyche led to Norma Jean having to grow up in foster care and an orphanage. Many years later, her mother, Gladys Baker, would be diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. However, in 1937, family friends of Gladys Baker agreed to care for Norma Jean for $25 a week. These people were named Grace Godard and Dot Godard. Under their care, Norma Jean still saw her mother, but in contained environments, for Gladys Baker was seen as dangerous. Eventually, the couple could no longer care for Norma Jean, and she then returned to foster homes. In these foster homes, Norma Jean Mortensen experienced sexual assault at the meek age of 11 and reportedly dropped out of school at the age of 15. And less than a year later, Norma Jean would take on her first husband, Jimmy Doherty, who was her boyfriend, her neighbor, and a merchant mariner. This is when Norma Jean's childhood ended, and in the future she would maintain that her earliest memory is Gladys Baker trying to smother her in her crib. Ever since she had been younger, Norma Jean dreamt of becoming an actress, but when her husband was sent to South Pacific for his job, she was forced to take up a job in a munitions factory in Van Nuys, California, and it was there that she was first discovered by a photographer. By the time her husband had returned, Norma Jean had a career as a successful model and was just about to sign her first motion picture contract with 20th Century Fox for $75 a week which is equivalent to $1,058 now. 
However, under the contract, Norma Jean Doherty was required to change her name to something that would more equate an actress. Additionally, married actresses were rare. Therefore, Norma Jean swiftly divorced Jimmy in 1946. It was under this first contract that her name, hair color, and life would change forever. The new Norma Jean would now be called Marilyn Monroe. Originally, Fox promoted Monroe as a blonde bombshell who is not too bright, and this landed her many roles as ditzy blondes looking for rich husbands. This was the first instance that Marilyn Monroe would become a propagated sex symbol. The 1950s was an era that encouraged the growth of sexuality in heterosexual men, with Playboy and other media, but it was still discouraged in women. And eventually, Marilyn Monroe grew tired of these ditzy roles, broke her contract with Fox, and moved to New York City. There, she studied acting under Lee Strasberg. Additionally, Monroe started her own motion picture company, titled Marilyn Monroe Productions. And this was before she brokered a new deal with Fox. And in this new deal, she had much more power and would only have to do four films in a seven-year period. Also, Monroe had the power to approve the studio's choice of directors. Over the next several years, Marilyn Monroe would be magnified in the press, which tracked her next two marriages. A nine-month-long one to famous baseball player Jody Maggio, and another, which was also her longest one, to playwright Arthur Miller. Right after Monroe's marriage to Miller, the couple began experiencing problems. Monroe, who had always dreamt of having children, suffered two miscarriages and an ectopic pregnancy. This sadly created rifts between them and led to their divorce in 1961. Additionally, during 1961, Monroe was briefly hospitalized in a New York psychiatric institution. Gladys Baker, Monroe's mother, who had been following her career through the press, was found passed out in her room at a separate mental institution upon the notification of Monroe's condition. Gladys Baker had slit her left wrist. After leaving the institution, Monroe moved to California to work on a film. However, she was discharged from the film in June of 1962 for multiple failures to appear on set. She died six weeks later. On August 5th, 1962, Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her L.A. home from allegedly having overdosed on sleeping pills. She was only 36 years old. So who was the real Marilyn Monroe? Interviewers remember her as an exceptionally bright and determined woman with a sly sense of humor. Co-workers remember her as very funny but insecure. And overall, people remember her as docile and attentive, but most of all, kind. So why is she not portrayed like this? In addition to her portrayal as a sexual symbol in American culture, the consequences of misattributing the quote, well-behaved women seldom make history, led to a false, universal view about who she was. The whole world continues to see her as the hourglass-shaped woman who had many love affairs, and not the woman who started her own business, not the woman who fought countless demons to become one of America's most acclaimed actresses, and not the woman who actively advocated for her own mental health. Because it is almost a completely hidden secret that Monroe checked herself into mental institutions many times. All of the loss in Marilyn Monroe's life only made her stronger. 
Therefore, I hope that following this episode, you will not only garner a new understanding of Playboy's first centerfold model, but share your viewpoints. Because good old Marilyn Monroe was not who you thought she was. Thank you. That's it for this episode. A huge thank you from the NCSSM 21st Century Media Studies class. Come back next time for another one-liner from history.